We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, we are here. Welcome to Veterans Minimum. At Veterans Minimum, as you can find everything for the show. My guy, A-double-L-E-N in the building. 48 hours till kickoff. Let's go, man. Let's go. We are recording this Tuesday evening, and I'm pumped. Shouts to everyone that listened to the NFL preview show. We got some good numbers back, Alan. I'm very excited about that. That's the mm-hmm. third one that I do with you. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, real quick roll call in the event that you guys hear this prior to the deadline. The Survivor Contest is up right now. $20 entry. You have until kickoff of the Thursday night game. $500 first first place prize. I always struggle with that. Three merch items. One is a bomber jacket. All can join. The link is in the description of the bio. Past episodes as well. Check that out. Enter. And congrats. I am fighting some allergies, Alan, because I turned back the fountain of youth and I played basketball for about eight hours uh, Labor Day Monday. Man, and it's been fucking me up ever since. Yeah, for people listening to this, he is struggling right now. He's like wiping his eyes. It's like he's pitching in like 105 degree weather. Like you're a closer or something. I don't even know baseball, but that's how I'm comparing to because you're like his eyes are just tearing up right now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm big on like having eye contact yeah, for many, yeah, yeah. many reasons, and I'm not gonna be able to look at Alan in those okay. sexy eyes. Uh, Alan, how pumped are you for football, man? Big time. I think this is a really good week one slate. Sometimes I feel like the week one slate could be a bit of a not dud, but there aren't too many high profile matchups or attractive matchups. Uh, even though the Sunday night game is a bit of a dud, I think everything else is really exciting yeah i kind of feel the same way you know with the survivor contest i'm trying to find a team that i could pick and uh it's kind of hard man i think you're gonna have to go with a favorite early on right and just to be safe you know like there's yeah. always two approaches when you do survivor contests right. at least for me do you do any survivor contests at all uh yeah I, I i dabble in it like looking at the slate it's like okay you kind of want you don't want to go with one of the favorites early on but do you want to take a risk on a team like minnesota against cincinnati like that could be it but then again it Vikings defense could fall apart, and next thing you know, since these offense could be for real, and you got an upset on your hands. So, yeah, that's uh, uh it, it's one of two ways you take, right? Do you take it the conservative route, and yeah. you go with the Bucks, or you go with the Chiefs, or the Rams, or the Rams, yeah. but then you, you you lose them for the rest of the year, or do you get a little crazy? Do you take a Carolina, right? Do mm. you take a do you take someone like maybe the Giants at home, right? Like you just, I'm just throwing out some. Some games that are interesting. Whoever's taking the Giants at home, damn, you are feeling a lot more better than most people. Well, I'll tell you this much, man. I was looking at the line for that game. Now they're a three-point underdog. I think that's a little crazy, too. Um, Though Teddy Bridgewater does cover about 75% of his games as a starter. So there is that as well. Uh, Alan, there's a segment at the end of the show that I want to get to, which I I think is going to be fun. But I want to dive right into some of these games, man. And... um. I think, like you said, it's a very interesting week one slate. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most interesting game on the slate? 
ironically, I don't think it was included in the list of games we're talking about. I'm very curious about Green Bay New Orleans. I just want to see what this New Orleans offense could look like. They just released Latavius Murray, which I know was kind of being rumored, but now it's actually happened. So just how they're going to incorporate Taysom Hill, obviously Jameis era, and first game of Green Bay after everything that's happened this offseason, will they be clicking? So I think there's just so many questions there. Dude, I, I think, are, are you cool with just talking about that, even though we, we didn't we mention it? We get into it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I think that is a fascinating one because... Four, I think it's the 4 o'clock game. It's 425, yeah, yeah a, a, along with the Browns and Chiefs game also. So we got two games that we'll keep an eye on. That's the best in, game. In that yeah. 4 o'clock window, yeah. but... The Packers and Saints, you're right. It's interesting because that game got moved because of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. So now they're playing that game in Jacksonville. Apparently, the Saints picked Jacksonville because they were worried about the Green Bay fans traveling. They travel. And apparently, there's a big pocket of Packer fans, Packer Nation, in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So they're expecting a big crowd also. The line moves from two to now a four-and-a-half-point favorite is what the Packers are going to be. A lot of that is because of the uncertainty of what to make of Jameis Winston now. You're not going to have Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, round of applause to you about Alvin Kamara being the most valuable offensive piece in all of football probably, especially now with how no Drew Brees, no Michael Thomas. Right. How you feel about Kamara entering this year in this game in particular? He might average like 30 touches a game because like I don't know what's their running back depth now. They probably have some sixth-rounder emerging, but – for most part, it's him. I know Callaway's been getting buzzed. Traycon Smith might have a little more value now as a vertical threat now that James is back there. But, it, like, you look at Kamara, it's like he's someone that could catch 10 passes a game and get 15 to 20 carries. So it wouldn't surprise you one bit if he gets 30 touches. It's just a matter of maybe when it comes to goal line, I think you give Taysom Hill more looks. But then again, Kamara, I think, besides Derrick Henry, is like the most efficient runner within the five-yard line like he actually converts a lot of goal line situations and even third and short so um yeah he's obviously gonna get the huge workload i think sean payton realized that's probably their best chance to win because i don't think the saints have the tool the skills uh, or the personnel excuse me uh to contain green bay's offense because i think green bay's offense i'll be surprised if they're not clicking right away even though they don't have bakhtiari for for six weeks i fully expect rogers to be all set locked and loaded the running back now is tony Jones Jr. out of Notre Dame, he's going to step in. A lot of people were saying he's a late, late, use a waiver kind of guy on Or a handcuff. Or a handcuff, yeah, yeah, or a handcuff for sure. Um, Jameis Winston got to be the storyline of this one. Um, Tough tough opening game. I I think the hype, there's been growing hype about uh, or growing buzz about Green Bay's defense. I think now that Mike Pettin's gone, it's going to open things up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited about Green Bay's defense. Well, I also think with this one, I was having this conversation with my buddy Dom at the gym. It was like, ah, Winston, you know, he's never really had anyone to throw to. And I was like, nah, dude, you can't. You definitely can't say. He's Yo, like, he oh, my God. people throw to enter the league. Yeah. He's, and he's like, yeah, I completely forgot about Godwin and Mike Evans. Yeah. And now you go from there to now what the Saints have currently. It's basically yeah. Kamara and a bunch of cast-offs. Like, yeah. I get the Callaway buzz. And... He might get there just off targets and volume, and he seems to be a guy that fits perfectly to what Winston likes to do. Mm-hmm. But again, this is a tough test for the Saints now without Breeze. Say what you want about Breeze the last couple of years. He's brought stability to that position for a decade and a half, mm-hmm. and now he's not there also. I want to see what their defense is going to look like too because they lose Hendrickson to the Bengals. He was a big part of their defense. Some of their guys have either not performed well or they're getting up there in age, right? Like Jordan is up there in age now. Lattimore came in as like the next Darrell Revis the first year and a half. And then since then, it's kind of been... Their quarterback's very shaky. Yeah. They just signed Desmond Trufante, who I love. But boy! He, but he, he's last two years has been very injury prone. And I think he's uh, some family issue of reason why Chicago released him. So who, it's, it's a lot of uncertainty there. Um, I think Marcus Davenport, remember who they traded a first-round pick, or that right. they moved up in the first round to get. He, he's someone that really needs to step up for him. They just lost a lot of depth, losing guys like Sheldon Rankins as well. Uh, so it's just there's just so much questions in New Orleans. But one thing they have, they have Sean Payton, a top three running back or top five, depending on how you want to break it down, and a great O-line. So these are things that are huge assets and things you want in the NFL. So I'm not totally going to write off New Orleans, but – it's just way too many question marks in a conference filled with good teams. Yeah, the NFC is loaded. That was something we we highlighted on the NFL preview show. Mm-hmm. And also, I think New Orleans is one of the few places where home field advantage really matters. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's a place where 
I feel like Kansas City, Seattle, the Saints, yeah. uh, Green Bay. Yeah, look at week one last year. What, it was that Saints-Bucks game. Like the, uh, Tampa's offense really struggled. Brady yeah. didn't get much rhythm. I know Evans was banged up, but still. Yeah, and the, it's just a, it's a venue that's been historically tough for a lot of teams to go play in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the few home, play, home field advantages in the NFL. And now you don't have that. That's also why that line moved two and a half points. But I, I think, similar to you, I want to see what this Packers offense is going to look like with a lot of the same guys coming back. Rodgers now in the last dance. And I do the air quotes for those of you watching because I'm not buying the last dance thing. It's, it's the hype off that documentary because it's not like you've won all these championships. Yeah, and I know it's going to be hard, but I just kind of want to – not talk about his future like at least until after the season's over like i feel like every week we're talking oh this might be it this might be it right over last i'm like let's just see how it goes this season i want to focus on the present so because i just know it's gonna be a weekly storyline it's gonna get exhausting so yeah because it's also they're they're a legitimate contender yeah i feel as if in the nfc it's the bucks the packers and the Rams, yeah, that's in my, in my opinion. And then there's a tier right below them, which is very close. Like, yes. if a couple things go right, like Seattle, if their San defense Fran. improves, San Fran, if Jimmy G stays healthy mm-hmm. or they put in Trey Lance, mm-hmm. then you can enter them into that next. Exactly. Everyone else is, like, similar to Washington, right? Washington yeah. is, what do we make of Fitzpatrick, right? right? The more I was looking at Washington's schedule, and I think that's a nice segue into the next game that we got highlighted, Chargers going at Washington. Last year, their defense was great. But they didn't exactly play a lot of Pat Mahomeses and Aaron Rodgers. They were mm-hmm. playing a lot of jobber Let, quarterbacks. Last schedule to, a last play schedule to a first play schedule might be a little daunting for them. Yeah. And, and now they're playing the AFC West, which is a very tough division. So it's 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 gonna be a bit of a transition. I know that I'm we're both pretty high on the Washington football team. Um we you know, we're treated to see the offense, but like same time, like, Chris Samuel, I realize, has not practiced in a long time. Dude, how does he show up out of shape, too? Have you seen those reports? I have not uh, seen that. He might be on a snap count Oof. because there's uh, concerns from Rivera and the coaching staff that he's not in shape. Ouch. Um, he hasn't been able to fully practice since he's June. he's had a gr- groin issue. Yeah, he's had groin. Yeah. He's had COVID issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Uh, Daimi Brown coming out of UNC was a guy who made a really big catch in the preseason too, and they've been hyping him up also. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be in those three wide receiver sets mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, Cam Sims, who's more of a like a special team kind of guy. Right. Maybe but, they'll put McKissick in the slot, right? Yeah. And then uh, Logan Logan Thomas as well. I love me. I I think I don't know if he's like the next one to like really break out, but I'm just seeing. Just how big he is, and the way he goes down the seam, making like he's just a real physical presence. I'm intrigued by Logan Thomas. Yeah, good for him too, yeah. man. He got paid this offseason right. three three year contract extension for twenty four million dollars yeah. for a dude that was not going to play quarterback in the league to transition right. to tight end. I think that dude should definitely be proud of mm-hmm. of what he's done. But I really want to talk about the Chargers because everyone knows I have a boner for the LA Chargers mm-hmm. this year for for many many reasons. Most notably, Justin Herbert. I think he might struggle week one. I think I could see it already. I'm going to get tweets saying, yo, hell of a pick, man, like sarcastic stuff or people just trolling the me. The week one overreaction. Week one overreaction. And here's why, right? You got three new starters on that offensive line. It's the first time he's going to play in front of a live crowd like one that. One of them is an all-pro, Corey Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, it's and not, then left tackle is a highly regarded first rounder. Right, so these, you, these, you hope they're upgrades, but they, I understand are, yeah. it might take time. But the to continuity gel. And, yeah. and shit like and that, you're going right? against the deepest D line in the league. Yeah, that front seven is. It's definitely if you're a Chargers fan or if you're someone like me who's fully invested in mm-hmm. the Chargers for many reasons. If you leave this game and Justin Herbert isn't sacked eight times with twenty quarterback hits or mm-hmm. something. And you're like, yo, if they can keep up against this defensive line, you should be really excited. Well, they invest a lot in the like, – these are matchups you want to see. Like, mm-hmm. they made, so they've made they clearly invested a lot in the offensive line. I'm curious how Joe Lombardi, their new offensive coordinator, is. he came from the Saints. He was very uh, integral in their success with Sean Payton. So uh, I think with the, with the Chargers, maybe – like, okay, you, you see pieces there. But I think maybe I want to see one – receive or one weapon in general emerge because we know about Keenan Allen. I think Mike Williams, I know he's a top 10 pick and he's been kind of labeled on achiever. I still think Mike Williams could be a huge asset. One of the best contested catch receivers in the league and Eckler, we know how dynamic he is, but I think the Chargers could use me just that one more weapon. I don't know who is it going to be, but 
we don't know who could emerge. And then, like it's, I think it's gonna be a dogfight. I, I can see both defenses causing a lot of problems considering the talent level between both. Uh, it's just a matter of, I think, how is, with always with Fitzpatrick, what are you gonna mm-hmm. get from him? Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see this game being a game where a lot of people are angry at the guys in the fantasy world. Like you yeah, can like see Herbert, yeah, yeah, Terry, Allen. Gibson, yeah, Eckler, yeah. you know, but it's 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 intriguing one. I think it's a real fifty fifty. It is. Hey, are you worried about dudes like Herbert, Tua, Burrow, these guys playing in front of full capacity crowds now? Because a lot of stadiums they played in last year, they didn't have to worry that, about that's that. That's a that's a fair take. I could see that. Um, I don't know if I'm too worried, but. I could see why you'd be worried, but personally, I think they got the experience. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. if it was like a hostile environment. I don't know. Dude, I've been to Washington Stadium. That, Bro. Not good. That's a, I could say a lot more hurtful things. I'm just going to say it's atmosphere is... Uh. Yo, we went in 2015. I'll never forget this. And we bought tickets for Cleveland Browns against the Washington football team. Yeah. And it was supposed to be RG3's return to Washington. Oh. And then he got hurt in that week one Eagles game. But we bought the tickets from early on oh, yeah. before. So we go down to D.C. We have a great weekend, the guys and I. And uh, the stadium's empty. There's no one in the, uh-huh. the stadium. And we had bought, like, last row, cheapest tickets all the way up top. A couple of the guys upgraded their seats. Like, they bought newer tickets for, like, an, an extra 120 bucks, And they sat in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Ahmed and I bought tickets for like $72. Man. Bro, no exaggeration. You ever seen Hey Arnold, that one episode where like he goes to the base? I never watched Hey Arnold. Bro, are you kidding? How have you not watched Hey Arnold? It's the greatest cartoon of all time. But Hey Arnold goes to like a baseball game and he sits directly behind this pole. Mm -hmm. So he every time he's going to watch the game, he's like, you like, or if you've seen any cartoon where like they I had to do that at WrestleMania when they had the big poles. Oh, the big poles, yeah. <laughs> at MetLife. Or even if you sit in UFC, if you're close enough, you uh, can't see like sometimes yeah, yeah, a little yeah. where the, it's like the DraftKings sponsor right. or some shit or like Proper 12. So, dude, we're over there and the Mets like, yo, I can't believe we just bought these tickets. And then we just ended up like moving past it. But there, mm-hmm. there's a legit, like at the 10-yard line in one of the end zones, you mm-hmm. can't see. Man. I was like, oh, my God, what a <laughs> shitbag stadium, yo. Dude's worth billions of dollars and he has that... Cross ball Dan Schneider, arena. less said the better. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Logan Thomas scored a touchdown in that game too. Oh, Josh Gordon. Sorry, it was Josh yeah, Gordon. I, was, had, I don't know yeah, if Logan, Logan Thomas, Thomas is on the team yet. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, how you got this game playing out, man? Because I do think that they want you to bet the Chargers this week. All the lines, all the tickets are coming in on the Chargers. I, I'm fully prepared, and this is not a hedge. I think Washington wins this game. And I already expect a lot of people to be like, "Yo, nice take on Justin Herbert when he throws three picks." Yeah, I think Washington wins a scrap fest. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm leaning on. I think Gibson has a big game. Gibson, right? Yeah. yeah I'm excited to see him too, yeah. man. I want to see them use him more as a wide receiver because right, he right. was a wide receiver. That's, that's why that's the offseason buzz. They're going to do that. By the way, we, we both have Green Bay, assuming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on Green Bay, yeah. and now uh, we're both on Washington here. Right, yeah. I want to try my best to track those when we're on the same side, see okay. how it plays out. Because you know me, though. I like to fucking yeah. dabble a little yeah. bit. You take chances. Ah, yes, NFL football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find NFL tickets anymore, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their nfl tickets don't believe it if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site TickPick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price i cannot wait to use TickPick to go to a game this year and in particular not a giants game because i'm done with them until proven otherwise i'm not going to waste my money to just go be miserable for three and a half hours and then sit in traffic in the lincoln tunnel on the way back thanks a lot dave gettleman but I plan on going to Vegas a couple times this football season. And I'm looking forward to going to that new Raiders stadium, go to a game out in Vegas, see what that vibe is like. First season with fans for the Raiders stadium. So that's probably where I'll be using my tick pick services. And I'm sure they'll have me covered. So if you want to go to a game this year, visit tickpick.com VM today and use the promo code VM to save $10 
on your first order of NFL tickets. That is VM as the promo code to get $10 off your first order of NFL tickets. I don't know how often we're going to talk about these two teams, but I think it's it's poetic justice that this is a week one matchup. Panthers, Jets, the Adam Gase Bowl. Right? Adam Gase leaves the Jets. New regime over there. Salah, Zach Wilson, uh, Mike LaFleur coming in as the OC. And then on the flip side, you got Matt Rule and the Panthers who had interviewed with the Jets, mm-hmm. wanted to be in New York, and you have the former Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold. Now... I think that the Panthers, I really wanted to, Alan, on the preview show, I wanted to say they would make the playoffs or be like a borderline playoff team. And I know it's not really saying a lot because it's the extra playoff team now. It's seven playoff teams. But I feel like we might be looking back at the Panthers and being like, yo, they were better than we thought. Yeah, I I think offensively, that's... Offensively, bro, they're going to be a problem. If Sam Darnold could do anything competently and just be just be the Ryan Tannehill comparison that everyone's made right Right. because he leaves Adam Gase he goes to a new place but I think it's very important that all situations are different and dude Marshall Jr. from LSU was the number one rate number one rated rookie Mm -hmm. per PFF I know PFF a little little hostile over here on on this program I don't mind PFF but yeah they have their issues they have their (laughs) issues you know as we all do the number one rookie wide receiver in the preseason you got DJ Moore you got Robbie Anderson you got CMC I really like them offensively defensively a lot of question marks Mm -hmm. let's see JC Horn had some moments in the preseason too Mm -hmm. But it's a tough ask for a rookie to have to go up against the Mike Evans of the world and Calvin Ridley's and, you know, whenever Michael Thomas comes back twice a year, you really need to have some balls in that division. So I'm really excited about this one because I think right away it's going to say a lot because if you're the Panthers, this is a good matchup for you to showcase Sam Darnold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got the revenge narrative. You got all that. But it's it's not the Steelers' defense that he's going in there. He's going up against a defense that he knows a lot of the guys on that field and also – He's not going up against a buzzsaw. Right. Like, the Jets' secondary looks highly, highly, highly questionable. Like I can't so, name yeah. you a corner. That yeah. They like, obviously, Marcus May is still there, but the yeah. corner situation is bad. Obviously, no Carl Lawson. Uh, uh, if you want to talk about a trench battle, though, like, to me, one of the rising or breakout stars from last year was Brian Burns. Brian Burns is a mm-hmm. devastating edge rusher. Nasty spin move. Really has a sick get off. Seeing him go up against Beckton, that's like one of those trench battles to keep an eye out for if you're watching that game. Uh, I just think there's. Even though I do like the direction the Jets are going in, this is a year where I think they're just looking for players for the long term. Like I don't see the Jets being all that competitive. Like they might be in some games, but it's just there's just not a lot there roster wise that you, you could be fully confident. In. Like I do think Carolina wins this game, and I just it's just a matter of how good does Darnold look because this is I think one of those games where you really want Darnold to show he could. You know, just I think. I, we, I think competency is the best word, but you also want to see him stretch the field, but not take calculated risks. I think Darnold, one of his biggest issues in New York, where he was trying to do too much, which understandably so, given the, how dire the situation was. But now you want to see him find the balance where it's like, okay, you want to take risks, especially with those weapons, but don't put the ball in harm's way too much. Because I just feel like, especially when he was leaving the pocket and trying to make those ass structure plays, he put the ball in harm's way way too often. So it's one of those games where I don't want to see too many mistakes. You know, put up to your stats. You're going to get a couple of high percentage looks. You know what McCann Caffrey, there's going to be mismatches being created. Just you know, have have a composed game. Like this is one of those games where then deliver. Yeah, I'm reading some of the quotes from some of the Jet players now. Like C.J. Mosley says, a new coordinator, new offense, a new team, new weapons around him. So we have to plan accordingly. And he's been really, really bright and has popped in film that we've studied mm-hmm. with him on Carolina. And then. Sort of Quinn and Williams echoed the same sentiment. Sam looked great in the preseason. Sam was a great quarterback and a great person in general. So there is some love on the Jets' behalf for Sam Darnold. I think um, I think Sam Darnold is in, in – this is a big year for him too, man, because, you know, if he can ball out and if you're Carolina, again, I made this – I made this um, – not claim, but like I had that take on the NFC South show that we did about how Sam Darnold is not only an important 
piece this year, but just it has a lot of long-term ramifications. Because if you go back the last two off-seasons, they lose Bradbury. Mm -hmm. They replace him with a first-round pick corner, J.C. Horn. And then they traded for a quarterback, got rid of that quarterback, then bring in a quarterback. So it's like if you had kept Bradbury, maybe you take a Justin Fields or Mm -hmm. you're in that position where you could draft someone. Front office-wise, Carolina has been one of the worst run organizations. They miss Gettleman. He is their most successful all time. That's that's why I feel like t- he was 2015 executive of the year. So Carolina's had their issues. Yeah. yeah. Marty Herney likes to pay people in the wrong areas. Yeah. What do you, um, Zach Wilson, what are your thoughts? Uh, I haven't really seen much. Like, I, haven't, I don't know. I, just, I haven't really been paying attention to Judd too much. He's just been off the radar. I just don't expect a lot. But, uh, I, I think they're obviously going to try to give him high percentage looks. You know, LaFleur coming from that Shan offense, get him out in space, you know, run the bootlegs, just try to give him as much, just much play action as possible. But ultimately, it, they're going to get in a situation where he has to be a drop back pass. So he's going to have to throw the ball 40, 45 times. And I'm not sure if they have the personnel to do that. I know they've invested on the offensive line. The left side should be good. I'm not sure about the right side. I don't know what their running game is going to be like. Like, Tevin Coleman's their starter. You know, long live Tevin Coleman. But he hasn't necessarily proven much since leaving Atlanta. So. I guess Wilson, he's going to take his lumps. I think it's just a matter of you want to see if that arm. You see that big arm. Is he going to connect? I don't know if the Jets have the personnel to connect downfield because you look at their best players. Corey Davis, more of an intermediate threat. You know what Crowder and Elijah Moore, they're calling like guys in the slot, move the chains. So how is he going to channel that big arm? Is he going to make those intermediate throws that you, know, you need to make in the NFL? Time will tell. Who do you got in this game? Oh, Carolina. Carolina? Yeah, no hesitation. The line is moving crazy. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know if I feel as if I'd take that. I'd probably take the Jets. I could see the Jets. I could. I mean, this game is ultimate just like coin flip, right? Yeah. That's I, why I, I don't think it's a coin I don't know. Because I, I do have expectations of Carolina. Yeah. I don't know who's the man, CJ Mosley has barely played the last two years. Now he's got to go chase around McCaffrey. Oh, man. Have fun yeah, with he's that. in trouble. Yeah, McCaffrey should definitely pay off his salary on, yeah. on DFS this yeah. week for sure. Um, where did McCaffrey go in your draft? Oh, uh, one. One, right? Yeah. Was it not ridiculous that people were wondering if he should be the number one pick? I thought it was kind of asinine. Dude, he's a cheat code, man. Those receptions, you know how much they pay off? And I'm a Dobbin Cook fanboy, but no. If you get one, you go McCaffrey. Bro. Those receptions are just Mc, so McCaff- Like I couldn't believe. I was having conversations with some of my buddies because we. I this is the first year I'm not playing yearly mm-hmm. fantasy. Uh, I think since I got into like football, like the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, very upsetting. And I went to some live drafts, and I was like, "Fuck you, I miss this shit. I wish I had one." Because you would come to our draft. Our, our draft was a good time. Best. We had some beers, had the board talking. You analyze it. You analyze everything. It's yeah. like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't yeah, know about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time I got I got mad at you because you said something about a pick I made. I was like, "Shut up, Alan. What do you know?" <laughs> Sometimes you keep your mouth shut. I was like, hey. "Last year, uh, I, I I took um I took Tyler Lockett." Sorry, uh, Eric had the pick. Like, no, I love Tyler Lockett. I def- I'm always critical whoever takes Jarvis Landry. Yeah, a couple, not- <laughs> a couple of picks before me, Eric takes DK Metcalf, and then I take Tyler Lockett. And the whole time, I wanted Tyler Lockett yeah, over DK yeah. Metcalf. And I go to Eric, I was like, hey, man, why'd you take DK Metcalf over Tyler Lockett? I'm curious. And Eric's fucked up. He just goes, because he scores fucking touchdowns. And I was like, all right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and then he scored mad touchdowns last year. I was like, all right, Eric, you yeah. win on that one for sure. Sometimes yeah. it's that simple. Yeah. Uh, all right. S- one more game I want to talk about. Um, yeah, talk about the real best one, though. The, yeah, there's this, this probably the – no, this is definitely the matchup yeah. of the weekend. Yeah. Browns at the Chiefs. This is a rematch of the divisional round. Mm-hmm. I was just re-watching that game, actually. Dude, it's 16-3. Baker throws a pass to the receiver, and then he f- the fumble touchback. Shot Higgins, yeah. That cuts that game to 16-10 with about a minute 30 left. Now you could say the Chiefs, their offense, maybe they go down and they score again. Was Mahomes out? I think Mahomes had gotten Mahomes, I don't think he left until like the late third quarter. Late third quarter. Yeah. So that's a huge momentum swing there. Yeah. The Browns returned all 11 starters on offense. Odell, I think, might be the biggest X factor in the AFC. I think from a skill position, if he can beat... Now, look, he hasn't been 
Odell since like 2016. Since Eli completely. But he still causes fear. Yeah. With his ability. Yeah. And I know it's just Instagram, but he looks great in those workout videos. He takes care of himself. Yeah. Yeah. He prides himself on being the best. To me, there's never been any concern about Odell's commitment to being great. It's just a matter of it being the right fit. And all right, maybe at times his personality like gets a little edgy, but like don't don't Odell has a real work ethic. You know, you see him making those catches and warm ups. If he can be anything like the receiver we thought he once was. Mm-hmm. Like we used to consider him like in Oh, that, he was number one. That's yeah, yeah. We we had him in the D Hop Julio Devante A B yeah. range. If this, if you can add a guy like that to your offense, the idea that the this is where like the analytic shit pisses me off because it's like, bro, you make it work with guys. Like, if I have a chance to get a guy like that on my team, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna the talent yeah. prevails. Yeah. And you brought up a great point about how some of those numbers were misleading because you had Freddie Kitchens there too. Yeah, we need a full season on Stefanski. That's that's what it really comes down to. If, if he can slide into that Stefan Diggs role, like yeah. what he had with Minnesota, and then you put Landry as like that Adam Thielen guy, like yo, sky's the limit for right. this team in this offense. And what they did in the, between the draft and free agency, they loaded up on defense because you're looking at your your conference. You're like, mm-hmm. what do I got to worry about? I got to worry about Buffalo. And I got to worry about Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, you play the Chiefs week one, and you're in a tough division. And you're already yeah, in a tough they division. They should win a division, but still, you got four intense games ahead of you. Yeah, for sure, without a doubt. And I, I do think that the Bengals offense is going to put up some points on people. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of offensive weapons that you got to try to negate their strengths. But this one here, man, I I want to be a little ballsy and say that I think Cleveland wins this game. Mahomes in the preseason, I know it's just preseason, but he played more than I thought he would. And I saw someone tweet that if Mahomes wasn't Mahomes and this was like Trey Lance doing this, mm-hmm. we'd be like, yo, he's a bust. He sucks. Because Mahomes had some wild just like, what the hell were those? He, he was coming off surgery. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But there was also some plays where he had maybe – he might be – I don't want to say scarred, mm-hmm. but he might be damaged from that Super Bowl, all the running he did. Because there were some Time points where like he could step up into the pocket and he was just rolling out. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a bad sign. That's, see, that's what Baker was doing, especially in the early – Early couple, like yeah. year and a half, even always with, going to his right. I'll never forget that Rams game where literally Clay Matthews wasn't even rushing quarterback. He just stayed in the lane, and, and he Baker, ran to him. Yeah. I remember that play too. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's a little concerning, but I think the only way Chiefs are really going to win, they need a I think third downs are obviously big, but they just need to control time possession, use that running game. You, know, you got the offense line, you got the best running back ten in the league. You got to just pound it, control time possession. Baker needs to play pretty much a turnover free game. Get a couple of chunk plays with Odell and just control the clock. Ultimately, even that's always risky because Kansas City could put up 30 points and barely have like 20 minutes of possession. That's how dangerous they are. They could score 17 points yeah. in like four minutes. Right. Which, Field goal, kick return. Which it, like it's just wild. Which, they, which they've done in the past. Uh, I think the most fascinating thing is you look at what both teams have addressed in the offseason. Kansas City's offensive line, Cleveland's defensive line. Uh, that left side, I think they're going to try to pair Clowney and Garrett together. On that uh, right side on passing downs. And you look what Kansas City's done. Orlando Brown trade for Joe Dooney. Big money. How do those two guys face off against Garrett and Clown? I think that's a huge matchup. Because that's where those are the differences. Because both these teams are they're pretty much the same as they should be. They were both very good last year. You know, hence why they're in the divisional round playing against each other. But with the changes, I want to see in the trenches uh, Kansas City's O-line against uh, the Cleveland's D-line. Both units were pretty below average last year. Now they've revamped up. They bolstered up. Let's see where it goes. You know, I'm really curious to see over the first couple of weeks who's going to step up in that wide receiver two role for the Chiefs. Because, mm-hmm. look, Sammy Watkins, a very polarizing player on NFL Twitter. Mm-hmm. Some people like him. Some people dislike him. I'm not a fan of his. Mm-hmm. You can't have one good game every 12 that you play if you're mm-hmm. a wide receiver, especially at the money that they brought him in with. And now I think you're asking a lot of Pringle and Hardman and these guys to step up. I know you got Kelsey and Hill, mm-hmm. but also, man, those dudes have not missed no time. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has missed some time. Kelsey now is getting older. Hill's still still a problem. I think he has a legitimate chance to break 2,000 yards this year. Mm-hmm. I really think with all the, you know, the A dot is always like 20 yards downfield and right. shit like that. But 
I I really think it's important to see who steps up as a reliable, you know, third and eight. They'd hit Sammy Watkins, you know, third and three. Uh, play action, bombs downfield to Sammy Watkins. Like, you need to have another guy that you could trust and to win his matchup because he's not going to get double teamed. Mm-hmm. So you got Hill, you got Kelsey. It's only going to make it easier for you. Right. So you need to kind of step up in that role as a number two wide receiver. Yeah. I I hear good things about Pringle, but... I like to me bring Pringle and Hardman are the two guys you're looking at. Just Hardman, you expect him more out of at this point. Like he just he, he just looks like a gadget player at this point where they have to manufacture plays for him. Well, he can't be that now. Yeah. It can't be three, four end of rounds and yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like like nah man, we gotta like You gotta see you run routes, we gotta yeah, design plays for a you. Twenty yard out, you, you gotta, gotta create hit you. separation, yeah. You move the chains. So yeah. What do you how do you think this game plays out? I'm still gonna go Kansas City. I'm not overly confident about it. I I don't think Tyron Matthews playing right because he got COVID. He might be questionable. I'm not sure. That's obviously a big loss. Um, these these COVID things are so wacky, man. Because you, I don't know all the players ha- that have and haven't been vaccinated. I know some team, like I know the Falcons have been fully vaccinated. I, think, I heard 94 percent of leagues vaccinated. So yeah, yeah. Like if you look, like the Bucks are fully vaccinated yeah, too. I think you just have to look at the high profile players. Like I think the Colts are biggest concern between Wentz and Darius Leonard. Like if you just look at the players that have been outspoken against. Uh, we talked about the Vikings at nauseum and the preview shows. So um, that's all you could really do at this point. But other than that, I think teams are taking care of business. Yeah, I want to go with Cleveland, the top three team in the AFC. But it's also just- that like you know they yo last sixteen years opening week. What do you think their record is? Two and fourteen. <laughs> oh, 15 and one. Oh, that tie. What was that against like Pittsburgh? I think it was against Pittsburgh. Twenty eighteen, maybe. Holy shit! When uh, Le'Veon was holding out and James Conner big game, they're like, ah, oh, who needs Le'Veon? Which Yo, kind of right about that. Shout out to Le'Veon signing with the Ravens. Oh, he did. Yeah. How long? Like today, a couple of hours ago. Really? Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. Damn, they signed Devontae Freeman. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Former giant great Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman, unfortunately, has been on way too many teams, man. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cleveland. Fuck it, just All to right. be different. All right, go ahead. I'm going. Casey. I think this is gonna be a big test. If if Cleveland could leave this game either with a win ultimately, or if it's like a, a late field oh, goal, if they win. That's huge for them. That's yeah. a huge confidence. Was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah who man. could be that, that? I know we. It's kind of weird talking about morale boosting, but that man, that would just. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be like, okay, we could go to Arrowhead and win. Yeah. This guy's the limit. 
All right, let's get into a Patreon roll call because I'm really excited about this segment. I uh, pitched the idea to you and you were enthusiastic too. We got Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Corin Johnson Hoops, Ryan Pisner, Stephen Briggs. And shout out to Charlie and Olga, our newest members of the Patreon. Degeneration Bets betting content is going to be back. Patreon exclusives only. And yeah, patreon.com slash veterans minimum to get in. Um, it's too much to run down. Just go check out the Patreon and you'll see everything that's available. Okay, Alan, I came up with this idea while I was taking a dump. And I thought it was going to be a good one. Would you agree? Oh, what you came up with? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you were trying to make a reference to taking a dump. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Take that for an image. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do a Super Bowl draft mm-hmm. from now we're each gonna pick four teams each so we're gonna pick eight teams that we think can win the super bowl at the end of the year we'll figure out a wager and we'll tweet it out maybe a dinner or something or, or a beer whatever i'm always for dinner always for dinner yeah. um but i'm gonna throw a wrinkle in this it's gonna go like a regular draft alan's gonna get the first pick mm-hmm. as the guest mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna get two picks alan's gonna get two picks i'll get one Allen will get one. Mm-hmm. We're using the win bet Super Bowl odds. We're not picking the Chiefs and the Bucks, who are the two favorites from both conferences. Allen, your first pick. Who would you pick? These are teams that you think can win the Super Bowl because I want to see. I have a list of 10 teams that I think can win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Obviously, two of them are the two teams that we're not talking about. Mm-hmm. I want to see if we settle on the eight teams that I think can win the Super Bowl. Okay. Who's your first pick? I go Green Bay because I picked Green Bay to make the Super Bowl. So it only makes sense. And given that I've kind of talked about them a lot so far, I'm not sure how much more insight I give. I just believe in major defensive improvement. Rodgers is going to be locked in. I think A.J. Dillon, I want to see how they use him in the second year because obviously Aaron Jones is, is the man. But A.J. Dillon, clearly they're going to have some sort of role for him. Um, who who potentially maybe Amari Rodgers or Randall Cobb rolls back the clock. Like the receivers have to be better this year after what Rodgers put up with. Like Valdez Scantling shouldn't be playing 50, 55 snaps a game given now much they've, I guess, they dressed all receiving corps. But uh, I just, continuity and roster talent, that's pretty much what I'm banking on. And, you know, best quarterback receiving com- uh, do in the league. Is it? I would take Rodgers and Adams over everybody. I know I know Mahomes Hill is probably people could go with that, but to me Rodgers Adams does nothing more automatic right now. It's hard to argue that. Yeah, it's really hard to argue that. Especially coming off of MVP and the monster yeah. year that Allen uh Adams, Adams had. Yeah. I mean, yo, think about it. Dude missed like two and a half games. Right. Almost broke the touchdown right Eighteen record. touchdowns, yeah. Fucking wild. Okay. I am gonna go with the Rams because they are my Super Bowl pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, not going to spend too much time on it because I really I'm trusting Stafford going there. I think it's the best roster he's been on. McVay has a guy that he could give the whole playbook to. So they are my first pick because they are my actual Super Bowl right. winner. Was Green Bay your actual Super Bowl winner? Not my too? winner. I picked Kansas You City. had him. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Rams and I'm going to go with the Bills I, I on the figured, wraparound. I figured that. Yeah, That's I actually nice. bet this at uh, yeah. at uh, the sports books. Vandal? In, in Jersey, yeah. Uh, to be the Super Bowl matchup. Look, Buffalo, I think, has a legitimate chance to have the number one record in all of football. I think you need to capitalize on Josh Allen and this core that they have right now because that contract is going to kick in starting next year, like the big money. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they can make any additions now, but who knows? Maybe a trade pops up mm-hmm. or something like that. Take on a big contract. But I just think that this team is they've they've taken the the steps right like last year well two years ago they make the playoffs and they have that wacky game against the Texans that Saturday four thirty five kickoff which is always weird in wildcat uh, wild card mm-hmm. and then they lose that game and then last year they get to the AFC title game so it's like you've had the growing pains you've established yourself as a legitimate threat and Bills Mafia is going to be in the arena this year Ooh. well the stadium I yeah, should say. Yeah, yeah. So I got the Rams and the Bills. Now you got the next two picks. And I got to say, so far, all the teams that we've mentioned are have been on my list. First one I have to go is Cleveland. To me, they're the third best team in the AFC. Uh, we talked about 
offensive line, running game, you know, there's going to be games where they're just going to control time possession. They're going to dominate in the trenches, uh, seeing how they've invested in defensively. Here's Troy Hill and John Johnson, the, who they picked with friends. I thought two were, besides Ramsey and Donald, obviously, I thought I thought Johnson Hill were arguably two of the most important players on their Rams defense and why they were so successful last year. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So... I just for the Browns, it's all about Baker's development. I think it really relies on Baker, and of course, how good defense is because defense is going to improve. It just has to because defense is pretty below average last year. So um, it ultimately relies on Baker, and you know I'm going to bank on them. And then my other pick, I guess I'm going to not much of a, a true reach, but I'm picking them over a couple other teams. But I'm going with San Fran. Ooh, okay. Uh, they are a team that I have on this yeah, list. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's a little bit of a reach, but in terms, of, I want at this point, I want to take now upside right on a team that I think has huge holes. To me, San Fran doesn't have huge holes. It's just a matter of at some point you're going to have to get Trey Lance that field because whether it's bad play or just not taking enough chances, I think it's just Jimmy Garoppolo's too limited. I heard a stat on the Flag show. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has like the least amount of attempted pass over 15 yards over the last two seasons like he just does not take the shots downfield i know this offense isn't really built vertically like you look at debo are you kiddo like they're not necessarily guys that take the top of a defense but still the fact that he's so hesitant to throw the ball downfield it just limits your offense so at some point they're going to put trey lance in there and i know secondary is looking certain like their bank and he had a great year last year but considering his injury history it is risky to bank on jason red as your number one corner considering how many times he's that season ending injuries but He's back there, and if he's on the field, he's going to be great. But it's just it's a huge concern. But besides that, I just think front seven, uh, receiving weapons, the running game looks crazy. And if you add Lance, adds a whole other new dimension. So, and you know how much I love Shannon. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to bank on San Fran. You know, going back on the the Rams DBs that have left, it was a concern for me that they lost those two guys, mm-hmm. Johnson and Hill, but. They strike the Rams strike me as an organization that if you look at like the last five to six years, the amount of DBs that they've lost that have gone on to, you know, they lost them at the time when they were with the Rams that were really solid players, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, Marcus Peters, mm-hmm. right? Right? I'm not bugging. Marcus Peters was there. Yeah, I just blanked for a second. Um, uh, Rodney McLeod had signed the big year five for thirty seven yeah. with the with the Eagles. Yeah. You had uh, <clears throat> Tremaine Johnson, mm-hmm. right? He was a <sighs> He was the complete bust so, yeah. with the Jets. Did not work out. Yeah. Um, you had uh, uh, Joyner Lucas, uh, who uh, who signed also. Um, is that the rapper? Yeah, I'm not done. Lamarcus Joyner. I think Lamarcus Joyner. Yeah, Joyner Lucas. Hold on. Joyner <laughs> no, Lucas Lamarcus is... Joyner went to Raiders. Correct. Lamarcus. Yeah, I know where you're going. That I'm like, wait. Yeah, nah, Lamarcus Joyner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joyner Lucas. Yeah, big Joyner Lucas. But yeah, like yeah. this is a team that has. I don't want to compare them to the Steelers with the wide receivers, but this uh, is a team that they find DBs often. Right. So, yeah, it's a big hole that they've lost on the defense with those guys that left to go to Cleveland. But I trust the infrastructure there to make up for it. Right. I like the San Fran pick. That's a team that I had on on my list too. Um, all right, so now I get two picks. My last two picks. I'm gonna sound like a homer on this one. And it's not Homer and as the Giants, but I think I'm going to go with the Chargers. I don't see why not at this point. I think the Chargers... They're on the borderline. They have a chance to be really good, but they also have a big chance of playing in the wild card. Mm-hmm. Like their, their best chance to make the playoffs is as a wild card team. I had them winning 11 games. I have them winning 11 games. That's not necessarily bad. I know they're not going to get a home game, but think about it. Only two teams don't play in the wild card. Right and now. also, yeah. does it really matter for them? Like, it's not oh, like... There's no home field. There's yeah. no home field there. So, no, I don't, I don't think it's that big a deal. It just, I think for them, you kind of want to get... I think in the AFC, you want to get that first wild card spot because that probably means you're playing an AFC South team. You don't want to be playing Buffalo or Kansas City or Cleveland, which are likely the three teams. Or put Baltimore up there, fine. But I think... if like you look at the AFC and NFC, you want to get that first wild card spot because you're either playing AFC South or NFC East, and that's best matchup you guys for. That's a hell of a fucking point, man. Yeah, for sure. So and I think that's the target the Chargers have to reach. Going going back to the Chargers, well, staying on the Chargers, they are very top heavy. All their starters are tremendous. A lot of talent, right. not so much depth behind them. Right. And I do think that this rookie class for them, Palmer. Josh Palmer, Sante Samuel Jr., and Slater. 
I think we're going to look back at this class and be like, man, they hit home runs on all three of those Ooh, picks. Okay. I really I'm, do. I'm, I'm going to keep tabs on that. This dude, this dude Palmer is going to be a problem. He's going to be the reason why they let go of Mike Williams because okay. he's a big body guy, burner down the field too, coming out of Tennessee. He had some moments in the preseason as well. And I, you know, I'm just, I'm driving this Chargers bandwagon for sure. Nice. Uh, so the Chargers are the one pick. Thinking you can go as NFC team. I'm gonna go with an NFC team because those are the only, dude. Those are the only four AFC teams that I like okay. personally. Mm-hmm. I'm not high on the Ravens. Okay. I'm a little concerned with their wide receivers mm-hmm. and with the skill guys. Just Insert to, every year concerned yeah, about the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. But I really think in the AFC, it's the Chiefs, Bills, and Browns, yeah. and then the next tier, next tier starts with like your Chargers, yeah. Titans, yeah. depending how you feel. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Washington, man. Whoa, okay. I don't hate it. It's just I would have gone to another team. Well, that's cool. This is this is the last team that I personally have that I think can win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, I know. This is the issue that I have. If I close my eyes, can I see them being in L.A. in SoFi Stadium and that thick-ass, long, ugly beard, Ryan Fitzpatrick is holding Lombardi? I can't see it happen. But crazier things have happened. I know. He's in the best situation he's been in. Uh, I like the weapons. Love the defense. Love the head coach. Love the division that they're in. I think they could get to 10 wins. I think Washington is my last pick for this one. But it is a struggle for me to be like... I think there are two teams. I just can't see them being better than them. You know, the last time I said something like this was when Russ and the Seahawks played in the Super Bowl against Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, can I see Russell Wilson holding the Lombardi Trophy? While Peyton Manning's on the other side, I was like, "I'm going with the Broncos." I think it was like twenty-eight nothing at halftime, twenty-two nothing. No, it was like yeah. Then Percy had the <laughs> Percy kickover had the kickoff return. Oh, 43 to eight. I think yeah. the final score. Unless you think the unless you think Washington's defense could be as good as the Legion of Boom, which uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think they have the secondary to do it. But stranger things have happened. Maybe somebody emerges yeah. outside of William Jackson. But no, there's two teams I was surprised you didn't take. So I only have one more pick, correct? You have one more pick, yeah. Damn. So right now you have Packers, Browns, Niners. Yeah. I have Rams, Bills, Chargers, Washington. Okay. Ooh, I got the side on these two. As much as I love the Titans, I'm not putting the Titans. No, there's two. There's two damn good teams out there. All right. Just because I think they're in a slightly better division and I think they have a slightly better roster, I'm going Baltimore over Seattle. These are the two teams on the side, and I think both these teams are are going to be better than Washington. I, I was a little surprised. You didn't go either of them, but I'm just going to go Baltimore. Um, obviously, losing Dobbins is huge because I do think he could be like a real good difference maker. And we saw last year glimpses of it. But uh, I just kind of we talked about before the infrastructure, but also I do think Lamar will make strides offensively. I think Greg Roman's going to really apply himself to create better uh, high percentage looks for Lamar. I just think he kind of fall short of that and they're not gonna be so reliant on running the option and all those you know crazy designs thinking they're gonna try to open things up there but you know, i just think how baltimore usually wins is their defense and they still i to me i think they have the best second there in the league they're very deep at corner and um they, you always have guys emerging in the front seven you know i'm curious to see how justin houston looks there especially you know like a situational pass rusher role mm-hmm. so um even though i'm always i'm always a believer in seattle and what they do if i'm looking at teams that could Win the Super Bowl, I got to favor Baltimore over uh, Seattle. Man, not picking Seattle with Russ and those weapons. Yeah, it's, it's a- cold. It's cold. But, like, you want to talk about a team that has no secondary and a whole lot of questions defensively. And also six fucking bloodbath for division games. Yeah. You're not going to be able to and rest. And they're playing those- a first-place schedule. Yeah. People yeah. forgot they won a division last year. Dude, what would you say of all the teams that we listed, who do you think has the longest odds to win the Super Bowl? Oh, Washington. Yeah, Washington 50-1. to Because there's just so much uncertainty offensively. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you four teams. You have to pick one. Eagles, Falcons, Bears, <gasps> Raiders. Oof. <laughs> Definitely not the Raiders. Definitely. Who do you think wins the most games? Let's see that. Because none of those teams are winning the Super Bowl. But of Oh, wins most games, I'm going to go Chicago. Chicago. I think that's – I'm pretty confident with that too. 
I think the Raiders, they'll be competitive, but they're going to fall apart at some point. Falcons are totally rebuilding. The Eagles are going to be a disaster. Chicago at some point will play fields, even though they have a bad O-line, questionable secondary. I think there's enough talent there where it's like, okay, I think they can win eight games. Yeah. At best, I should say. All right, how about this? Carolina or Chicago? Who do you think wins more games? Carolina. Carolina? Yeah. They got the same odds for the Super Bowl, and that's why. Yeah. All right, man, this was fun. This was fun. What were you? What would you pick? Oh, yeah. Word. Come on, man. Hmm. For both. First the four teams and the two teams. Definitely Carolina more wins. Okay. Yeah, because you're not big on Chicago at all. No. But then again, you're not big on the other four teams. No. Um. Man. I'll be shocked if you take Philly because you nah, think Philly's nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Philly, Philly, I think, has a legit chance at the worst record in football. Yeah. If it wasn't for how bad Houston, Houston was. Yeah. Unless we believe in Ty God. I love Tyga, but that, but that <laughs> roster is... Uh, Yo, someone put out a tweet, and I thought about you, bro. I, I was going to send it, but I forgot. It was like, shout out to Freddie Gibbs. Give, oh, I saw a chance, that, dude. He look- getting a chance in the league, because from that angle, he looked yeah. like that rapper, Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Kane. <sighs> Who do you think has the best quarterback of those teams? Oh, man, Matt Ryan hasn't fallen off that bad. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not enthusiastic about Matt Ryan. Dude, I think Atlanta. I think I would pick Atlanta. I think I would pick Atlanta. They're my second choice out of those four, but I think Chicago is Look, I know comprehensively it's, better. I know, I know it's weird when you talk about your favorite team sometimes. You get depicted as a homer just in general whenever you talk about your favorite teams. Mm-hmm. But, man, Atlanta checks a lot of the boxes for a team that a lot of professional betters and some of them that I've spoken to have told me that they're high on Atlanta. <sighs> Allen don't want to hear that shit. The defense. Dude, there's like five. Come on, man! I got deep players. <laughs> He's one of them. But dude, it's crazy. Um, shout out to Kevin Clark of the Rigger. Kevin Clark, the only person I've heard actually pick the Falcons to make the playoffs. I once I heard that, I spit out my drink. I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> so, hey, if it happens, give credit to Kevin Clark. But uh, no, nah, it's just that defense is bad. The offensive line's questionable, and you're just banking on a lot of things that happen. I just think. Look, as as much as we're down on Chicago, like we can't deny Chicago. They got. They got stars. Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, Eddie Goldman's coming back. Mooney, someone's emerging. I think the running back, again, Demi Williams in there with Dave Montgomery is also going to be good for them. Like, Chicago, they still got something. I think, man, Roquan Swift, he was a bust of fierce for years, but he really came on last year. Like, Chicago's got players. So, uh, I, I, I'm pretty confident going Chicago there. So. Last thing. There's going to be three starting rookie quarterbacks week one. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Who has the best season of the bunch? Uh, Statistically. Trevor. Trevor? Yeah. You know, I was thinking if they win like if they go five and twelve, that's a hell of, hell of a season for them. For Jacksonville, yeah. Think about it, bro. You won one game last year. Yeah. And it was in week one. Yeah, do you look at their roster, man? They won five games. That's a couple upsets they pulled. Yeah. If it cause you hope you could sweep Houston, but besides that, who else are you gonna beat? Who else are you going to be? Well, that was week one. Hope you guys enjoy Red Zone this weekend. Hope you guys enjoy football. Enjoy Thursday night game. We didn't touch on Thursday night game, but pretty high-profile game. I think the Bucs went by 24. Yes, it's just the sight of Tom Brady going against a Dan Quinn defense just does not bring good vibes. To well, I didn't even think about that. I'm just, I'm just concerned that they're not gonna have Zach Martin. Oh yeah, that that. Oh man, Sue and uh, oh Vita Vey is just gonna be throwing dudes around. Dude, I love me some Vita Vey. Yeah, I, I think I think Zeke owners are gonna be really upset unless he like scores a two yard touchdown. Yeah, he's he's gonna be phased out of the game. Yeah, with those linebackers also. Yeah. I'm concerned about Dak not throwing in 11 months, really, in a game. And now you're going out there, home opener against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Right. So I think it could get ugly. I think it could get really ugly. And I think our boy Gio scores a touchdown this week. Yeah, man. The James White of Tampa. I love it. Alan, where can they find you? <laughs> Alan Sturk, A-L-L-E-N-S-D-R-K. Are you doing anything else? you working on any other uh, stuff they can find just, you at? Just writing articles. I'm uh, doing, like, player profiles. Um, had something launch with Grady Jarrett today. Got Calvin Ridley on Thursday. Uh, I guess that's all I'm really promoting. I, if you're interested in the Falcons, definitely to like check it out. I'm doing more like technical pieces, which is something that I'm more excited about these days. Just trying to find different angles to cover the league rather than just doing the s- simple reporting on like you know doing previews and game reviews. I'm trying to take more of a creative approach to it now. So if, you're, if you want to look at you know game breakdown, uh, player breakdowns, and 
uh, more looking at the technical aspects of football. Check it out. Bringing back the gifts. Uh, right now, all twenty-two is not accessible. So what? Yeah, NFL Game Pass. Why? You're not giving me. I'm not giving you my eighty-nine ninety-nine. I don't know. They're just saying it's not open right now. I don't know if the, the team organizations are cracking down, but as of now, it's not accessible. So yeah. Bro, that was my favorite thing that you do on social media. I know, it sucks. I genuinely enjoyed them. Maybe they're coming back. I've heard rumors they might come back, but the fact that it's not ready now, like for week one, it's kind of shameful. But it's kind of out of my control. Yeah, I had an idea that I was going to run by you about doing something like that, yeah. like myself with the but, gifts. Like, you, like they're going to have replays of games, but if you don't have the all-22 footage, it just it doesn't it, it bring doesn't the same. The because same, because yeah. the all-22 offers so much to leave from in the trenches and then in coverage. You don't have that visibility. It's kind of hard, so... Damn, that's why. Come on, NFL, be better. Just be better. NFL.com website has to be better, by the way. That's not not a good website. Shit looks outdated, bro. (laughs) Shit looks mad generic. The the league invests in so much. Can we, like, come on, be more tech savvy. What's uh, Wix? Wix Wix.com is like the template. It's like the first template. That's how NFL.com looks. Bring in fucking $12 billion a year. Hey, NFL, be better. Check out Upsets and Underdogs this week. The first podcast launching with host will blackman i'm on there co-hosting betting consulting producing you know the vibes catch you guys next time this is the story of the one As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done.